Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you for taking a moment to take a look at the book with us. Go to the book of Daniel with me, if you will. Chapter 10 is where we're going to be studying from in this session together. So glad that you could join us. We're going to look at an invasion from outer space. We'll connect this with the fifth trumpet judgment found in Revelation chapter 9. This is an interesting subject. Daniel covers this subject, and it's all covered in a five-hour audio series on CD that I have available entitled The Daniel Papers. This is number four in that study, Invasion from Outer Space. Let's study the Word of God together, and I'll be right back to tell you how you can get your own copy of this five-hour audio series on CD entitled The Daniel Papers. Now, let's study about an invasion from outer space. Then we'll find out that Michael, the archangel, the protector of the children of Israel, chapter 12 tells us, of Daniel, had to minister, had to come and assist him. Well, that's a precedent, I guess, that was set, which was followed on after the temptation in the wilderness, angels came and ministered to Jesus. Did he have to be ministered to? Well, God dispatched the angels. God wanted it to happen. There were angels assisting him. Angels were created for that purpose, to minister to God and the Trinity. And and what about in the Garden of Gethsemane? Angels ministered to him. So I have no problem. I'm not going to get in a big debate with you if you want to disagree with me. That will be fine, Uh, but I would suggest dig into the book. I believe, I submit to you, and let's don't get waylaid or diverted from what we're trying to, to learn in Daniel, but I submit that this visitor was Jesus Christ himself. Anyway, as he comes, verse 7, and I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. And Daniel was left alone with him. Verse 9, yet heard I the voice of, this, of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me up upon his knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved. There's that phrase again. Now Jesus, he had sent Gabriel in chapter 9 and made that same statement. Now Jesus, I believe, stands and says, The same thing to him. Verse 12. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Notice that, the the two-part phrase right there. Underline that in your Bible or make note of that because that is the reason for studying prophecy. Daniel set his heart to understand the times in which he was living. Remember? That is the responsibility. What Jesus say, hey, you guys can determine the weather by looking in the sky and you know all about that. Why don't you know about the times in which you're living? You know the most watched television program on the air today? The weather report. And those dingbats don't have the slightest idea in the world what's going on. But we watch it. We want to know what's going to happen. The weather report, the most watched television program today. And he says, I want to know. 
And when Jesus came, he said, since you have set your heart to understand, as you study God's word, we start to understand the times in which we're living. Look at the second aspect. And to chasten thyself before thy God. Once we know we are, where we are in God's time, then it causes us to fall before him, to worship him, to honor him, to glorify him, and do what he would have us to do. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom, here Jesus now telling Daniel, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days, three weeks, twenty-one days. I was kept back from coming to you by the prince of Persia. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princesses, came to help me. I just discussed this with you already. I remained there with the kings of Persia. And so it was that as this heavenly messenger comes with the message to give, and we'll look at that message tomorrow, which is chapter 11 and into chapter 12 of the book of Daniel. As that message is being brought, the heavenly messenger said, I was kept back three weeks from getting here. Michael, one of the chief princes, the archangel, had to come and assist me. Notice the phrase, he talks about the prince of Persia. That is talking about not only a human national leader, but it is talking about an evil angelic embodiment of that national leader. He is talking, you see the prince, one of the chief princes is referred to in, as Michael. He's talking about an evil angel here. I'm going to discuss this a bit with you in a moment, but look at verse 20 now. And I'm, I'm not going to, of course, I can't take every verse by verse as we go through, but just to give you the, the highlights of the mountain peaks and then let you dig in. Verse 20, then said he, after Daniel had been able to be strengthened and ready to hear what was going on, then said he, knowest thou wherefore I came unto thee, and now will I return to fight with the prince of Persia, going back to the heavenlies, the visitor says, and when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Greece shall come. And so now we see a second evil angel embodied in a national leader, the prince of Greece. Now, we're going to look at the biblical proof of what I'm saying about these two princes, one the prince of Persia, one the prince of Greece in just a moment. But what I suggest we do before we get any farther is determine something about angels. In fact, there is no place in the Bible where I could turn to a chapter and verse and say, and God created angels. We have to take a compilation of all the Word of God, just as we do when we're studying the Trinity. There's no verse that just says, chapter, verse here, this proves the Trinity. So you have to take a compilation of verses to come up with a conclusion, a doctrinal understanding of angels. Let me do it quickly, because I want to conclude this. But look with me, if you will, at the first spot where I give us some information, Job chapter 38. In Job chapter 38, we get the first clue as to when angels were created. We know they are created beings. I was speaking on angels not long ago. I have a whole five-hour study on it. And the guy came to me and said, hey, angels have always been. They were with God in eternity past. I said, where did you get that from? He said, well, so-and-so wrote it in. I said, look, you read that book. I read this book. And this book doesn't say that. And so let's see what this book has to say about angels. Job chapter 38, now you remember Job is near the end of the time of his uh, testing by Satan, which God has allowed. His, his friends had uh, come alongside of him and basically said the same of his wife, why don't you curse God and die? Now God comes to Job and God is going to relate to him 
uh, in a conversation what he really wanted the friends or so-called friends of Job's to understand. So he speaks a little bit loud so they can eavesdrop on the conversation. Verse 30, uh, chapter 38, verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the world when he said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee and answer thou me. Verse 4. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? The question he asked Job. By the way, question asking is the best way to open up a mind of an individual. Where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Verse 5, who hath laid the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched out a line upon it? You think you can measure the earth? Has anybody laid out a, a chalk line on it? Verse 6, whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof? Verse 7, when the morning stars... You've got to put verse 4, where was thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? And then look at verse 7. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. So the basic principle we're trying to understand from this portion of scripture is when God created the earth, morning stars and sons of God, two phrases referring to angels. Both of those phrases the phrase sons of God used six times in the Old Testament, always referring to angels. It's used back in Genesis chapter 6, it's used in chapter 1 of Job, chapter 2 of Job, and here in chapter 38. When the morning stars and the sons of God sang for joy, they were the only ones, weren't human beings talking about, nobody human was standing there when God created the earth. Sons of God are angels, morning stars are angels in this context. Thank you very much for joining us as we've taken a look at the book and focused on Daniel chapter 10 along with Revelation chapter 9. What an interesting thought. Satan himself dispatching evil angels to come to this earth and take on all forms of life and matter, even unidentified flying objects. Well, I hope this study has been interesting to you. Take heed to the warning contained in the study. If you would like to have your own copy of the Daniel Papers, this five-hour audio series on CD, you can call our toll-free number 877-674-3298, or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to our shopping mall, and there you can make your order. The title is The Daniel Papers, and this is available on five hours of audio study on CD. The Daniel Papers, again, the title of the study. That phone number, 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from across America, so feel free to call and make your order or go to the website, prophecytoday.com, and you can order that way as well. By the way, this study is absolute evidence that we are quickly approaching the time of the return of Jesus Christ. Now, that's his second coming back to the earth. But remember, seven years before that, the rapture, when he shouts, the archangel shouts, trouble God sounds, and we're caught up to be with him in the air forevermore. And that could happen at any moment. Having said that, there's basically nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...